listening to the Gesher Podcast, the place where the Jewish and evangelical Christian communities come together to talk about the things that matter. I'm your host, Ty Perry, ministry representative for the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry here in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks for joining me. Dr. Stephen Reese is founder and president of the Matseva Foundation, an organization that seeks to remember and honor the Jewish heritage of Poland. Prior to starting Matseva, Dr. Reese worked as a photojournalist before entering religious and charitable work. He is an ordained Baptist minister and as a graduate of Baylor University, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, and Andrews University, where he earned his doctorate in leadership. In his role as president of the Matseva Foundation, he leads members and volunteers to educate the public about the Holocaust and to restore Jewish cemeteries in Poland. Additionally, Dr. Rees is an advisor for the European Jewish Cemeteries Advisory Network and is certified to teach about the Holocaust through Israel's Holocaust Museum, Yad Vashem, as well as through Tel Aviv University. Dr. Rees, thank you for joining me today and welcome to the Gesher Podcast. Thank you, Ty. It's my pleasure to be here and to be with you. Well, uh, first of all, we need to define what Matseva is. I know when I first came across your organization, I had to watch YouTube videos just to learn about what what a Matseva is and how do you even pronounce that. So um, tell us, what is a Matseva and what's the mission of your foundation? Literally, uh, in Hebrew, Matseva means a standing stone. Um, and in Jewish culture, Jewish burial practices, um, the Matseva um, is a standing stone that does two things. First of all, it honors the memory of the deceased. And secondly, it um, designates or signifies a place of burial and therefore respect of, of the deceased as well. And so briefly, Matseva is the uh, is stone upon which the lives of people are written. That's basically how you can think of it. So our work is associated with that because we remember, we seek to remember, restore, and reconcile um, through caring for and restoring Jewish cemeteries and educating the public about the Shoah. And so our work is focused toward um, the uh, Jewish community of, of Polish descent and connecting Christians and Jews in that way. Well, I first came across your organization because uh, I was volunteering at the Holocaust Resource Center here in Las Vegas, and uh, a man came in for a visit, and we were talking, and I explained that I'm not Jewish, I'm an evangelical, and he said, oh, well, do you know about the Matseva Foundation? I said, no, I have no idea. Um, and, and so in looking at the work you do, I'm very impressed, but I have to ask the question. Uh, how does a Baptist minister in the United States of America start restoring Jewish cemeteries in Poland? What's the story there? Well, that's a good question, and um, it's not uh, a normal pathway uh, for most people. I didn't, of course, start out to do that. Um, I was working with um, Polish Baptists and um, began working with them in, in 1997, and, of course, living and working in Poland, learning the language reading history and studying the, the culture and significance of what happened in the past, particularly that of World War II, um, and knowing um, the history of Poland, that Jews, that it was one time, Poland was one time um, the home of the lar- largest Jewish population in the world, and Warsaw itself was the largest Jewish city, second only to New York City itself. And so 
that was the backdrop. And then in um, um, 2004, I was working with a group of Baptists outside of Warsaw in a, in a small community, in a small church. And uh, a, I had a group of volunteers with us working with this Baptist church. And we were staying in a, a small uh, hotel and in the hotel was a restaurant. And in the restaurant, there were two ladies, one of whom um, became interested in what we were doing and why we were doing it and would ask me uh, a large number of questions every time we had meals. And so uh, one day, uh, unexpectedly, um, she said to me, you should take this group of young people to see the Jewish cemetery. And that was basically seven years after I had begun working in Poland and that this woman introduced to me this, this idea. And I found it very um, surprising because in Polish culture at that time, and generally um, the Polish Jewish kind of heritage issues are not typically discussed in public. And even though this was a private conversation, she did not know me. And so that's another layer of complexity that, that exists in Polish culture. And so I responded to her with a very polite and, and gentle question. Um, I asked her if she was of, of Jewish descent. And she said, yes, I am. And there are many of us in hiding here. And that astounded me that why would, why would she ask me this question and why did God want me to hear this question? And what was I to do about the question? Because this was uh, uh, basically a situation that presented a challenge, a choice. What do I do in response to this question? Why did this woman um, suggest that I visit a Jewish cemetery? Why was this cemetery important to her and what significance does a Jewish cemetery have it all to the Jewish community and what's different about it? Why is it important, et cetera. And, and so I began to research that and I came across a website that has disappeared um, or had, has been amalgamated into another one. Um, uh, but it was called uh, the Polish Jewish cemetery restoration project. And in that there were objectives listed. And I think there were six or seven um, specifically outlined like, um, to reclaim Jewish heritage, to um, restore the memory and or to, to honor the memory of those who went before, et cetera, et cetera. And um, <clears throat> the, the thing that there was one that caught my attention that said to seek rec reconciliation between Poles and Jews. And as a Baptist minister, that, re that, that resonated with me. Reconciliation was something that I could understand from a Christian perspective. And uh, typically, we don't consider the horizontal dimensions of that uh, implication. So I began to say, wow, this is something that seems very compelling and something that I think God is leading me to do. So um, I began to research it, went further and found out how, um, how the, the importance of Jewish cemeteries and how they function operated. And the problem in Poland was that because of the Shoah, the and the devastation thereof and the uh, cultural uh, genocide that was committed, physical and cultural genocide that was committed against the Jews of Poland and of Europe uh, by extension, 
that these cemeteries were left behind, left to become desolate and to become abandoned and neglected and, and overgrown by, by uh, years and years, decades of, of, of vegetation. And so I began to consider this question, what should be my response as um, a Christian to this issue? And I went and visited the Jewish cemetery that this woman asked me to visit, suggested that I visit. And I began to consider this question, how, what would it look like if I began to bring Baptist volunteers to care for this cemetery? Well, to answer that question, I had to speak with the Rabbinical Commission for Matters of Jewish Cemeteries in Poland, which has spiritual oversight of all places of burial in, in Poland, including those in the camps, those uh, in forgotten mass graves, and in Jewish cemeteries. And I went to meet with the, the chief rabbi of Poland's uh, representative on the council, and um, I explained to him what I wanted to do, what I would hope to do with by bringing Baptist volunteers to care for this one cemetery. Um, he, he said to me, uh, the, he asked me this one question, uh, why would you want to do that? And in Polish, I gave him a one-word answer, pojednania. Pojednania means reconciliation. And he said, with that one word, he said, okay. And that began a journey of, of restoration that would take me from one Matseva to the next and eventually to the establishment of the Matseva Foundation in 2010. Wow. <laughs> all be, all, it all began with one question over, uh, over a meal. Um, I do want to just define one other word, and we've been using the term Shoah. And for those who don't know, uh, Shoah is the Hebrew word for what we would call the Holocaust. Um, now, Dr. Reese, this is how it all started, but what does the work of the Matseva Foundation look like today? Um, I know you, you involve volunteers. How do you do your work? Typically, the, the, as, as uh, uh, has been stated, you know, we, have, we have two things that, that we, our mission um, uh, entails, two things. It's twofold. One is to care for and restore Jewish cemeteries in Poland. The other is to educate the public about the Shoah. And so um, alongside of this has emerged a third aspect, which is commemoration of, of uh, either cemeteries or mass grave sites or, or something along those lines that would uh, work toward or work. All three of these work in, in um, concert with uh, our vision of remembering restoration and reconciling. So projects that we do, the way that we choose the projects that, that we do is to, first of all, is the local community involved? Uh, is the Jewish descendant involved? Is education a possible outcome of this project? And so that's how we began to assess our work. And then practically implementing um, a project uh, involves uh, Doing first of all, uh, going and, and researching the location, meeting with local community leadership, including the government, schools, um, religious leaders, and um, with the Jewish community itself, uh, if it exists in that particular location, or by default, uh, where there are no Jewish communities, there's an organization called the Foundation for the Preservation of Jewish Heritage in Poland that that has uh, ownership of 45% of the former Jewish property prior to the war. And, and what this means is property in the sense of synagogues and cemeteries more so than it does 
buildings or real estate. It's, it's, they, uh, this organization is a nonprofit that exists to preserve the Jewish heritage of Poland. So we cooperate with them and we cooperate with the rabbinical council. So we're not unilaterally going into these places to do restoration work. We work in concert with the local community. If they're activists, whether they're active or not in, in the actual restoration works, we seek to engage the local community in such a way and link them to the diaspora, Jewish diaspora community that has ancestral roots in that particular location. And this is a key, key consideration, because if you think about the fact that there are twelve to 1,500 Jewish cemeteries in Poland today, in the contiguous geographical boundaries of that country today, then by default, you have, or by extension, you have 12 to 1500 diaspora communities that have roots in that area and potentially could be partners in this restorative work that, that we attempt to do. And when I say restorative work, it's more than physically restoring a space and returning it to the dignity and sanctity that it once had. It's about restoring relationships between people because there's so much trauma associated with the Shoah that's been lived out, that's being lived out today. It's being passed on generationally, not only on the Jewish side, but on the Polish side as well. Because, yes, uh, Jews suffered disproportionately greater than the Pol- their Polish neighbors. But that aside, a friend of a friend of mine once said to me, when you have a car accident and 10 people of one family dies in that accident and in another accident, three people die, how do you measure that grief? You can't. So we have to find the taking working in a Jewish cemetery is a way to take the edge off of that trauma and bring people into association with one another where they have to begin to cooperate. They have to make choices about working with someone who's different from them. And then the process begins questioning and perspectives begin to be transformed and dialogue begins to emerge. And when I say reconciliation occurs, I'm not talking about kumbaya. I'm not talking about some abstract ideal about forgiveness and bringing together people say, oh, nothing ever happened. We're going to go on down the road and be, be friends. No, reconciling in its purest sense means reconnecting parts that have been dissociated, been broken, been alienated, isolated. And so when we bring Jews and Christians together in a Jewish cemetery project, a restoration project, we are reconnecting them and allowing them to renew and to restore, to rekindle relationships. And it's a long drawn out process. It's not something that's going to happen readily, but it's something that is a process and not a product. And, and restoration in and of itself is, we have to think of it in those terms as well, because you cannot restore physically a Jewish cemetery to a state that is going to remain perpetually because nature comes back. So what we tend uh, attempt to do is to connect the local community and the diaspora community in such a way that they mutually care for these places of uh, 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 these burial locations into perpetuity forever, as long as they can, because otherwise people forget and and things go on um, and return to the natural state that they, that they were found in. That's, that's the complexity of what we do and why we do it. Well, what has been the reception or the response to your work by both the Jewish community and the Polish community? Um, And I might even add there, I would like to also know what the evangelical community, of which you and I are both part, um, what's been their response? Well, I'll start with them. 
the, the first. Um, it is uh, the the response of the evangelical community um, has has not been overwhelmingly supportive in the sense that um, we have large numbers of Christians who volunteer to become participants in a restoration project. Um, there's a great deal of misunderstanding when it comes to Polish uh, between Jewish and Christian interaction, and to what end is that interaction? Um, and the the gorilla in the room is proselytism, and so when it comes to to proselytism, we screen volunteers and let them know that proselytism does not occur, will not occur in any contact with the Jewish community. And so we have to do that to pull the pin on the grenade. Otherwise, we're stewards of something that God has entrusted us with, and that is to build relational bridges into the Jewish community. It's not for the purpose of, of proselytizing. It is for the purpose of reconciliation because of the long-standing history that the conflict that has been ongoing since uh, among Jews and Christians for the last 2,000 years. And so these things from sometimes have to be worked through with the evangelical side. And typically, if I reach out and try to connect with an evangelical community, um, the response is varied to non-existent. Um, so it, sadly, my heart is broken by, by this fact because I, I want to open a pathway for people to deal with tangible issues that relate to the trauma that that uh, the Jewish community and Christian community, particularly in Poland, experience as a result of the war, World War II. And so that is a goal to how to do that. The, the Jewish uh, community response is um, at best on first blush, first glimpse, uh, one of suspicion. Uh, who are you? And, you know, you're a Christian, you're a Baptist pastor. You're out to, you know, tell me about Jesus. And um, I don't want to have anything to do with you. So that's an extreme response. However, um, since I've been involved in this work now since uh, 2005, um, I interact with high, well, top tier Jewish leadership in Poland when it comes to the chief rabbi and his, his uh, rabbinate the rabbinical council. And as I mentioned, the foundation for the preservation of Jewish cemeteries in Poland and other Jewish uh, entities in Poland. So in Poland, I have great traction. I have great trust and, and credibility in the United States. I've had the opportunity to explore locally and where I live um, in Atlanta, Georgia, interacting with the Jewish community here. And I have friends in the Jewish community and I have a relationship with one of the rabbis and have been invited by various congregations to speak about what the Matseva Foundation does and its mission. So that's very positive. But on the other hand, there's also some reserve and caution that comes along with it on both sides, because this is an unknown thing. And, you know, your question goes to the point, why would a Baptist minister do this? And so that, that takes people time to process and understand what what we do and why we do it, what it's all about. Because one of the research questions or one aspect of the research that I conducted for my doctorate, doctoral studies, was how can you bring the matter of the Shoah matters of the Shoah closer to the heart of Christians? 
And that is a question that must be answered because there should be compassion. We should have compassion and love toward those who have suffered or as the the story that Jesus told uh, about the Samaritan uh, who who showed mercy to the to the man who was beaten and robbed. It's, Jesus said, go learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. You know, we typically as Christians and Jews, any religious person typically is involved in religious ritual and going through a lot of, of, of things to demonstrate spiritual commitment. And that that's okay. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being um, orthodox or pure in, in your, your, how you live your life and what you do as a result of your beliefs. There's nothing wrong with that. The issue becomes when that becomes a barrier to the mercy of God being expressed through your life into the lives of others. And that's what mercy is. And that's the heart of what we do as the Matseva Foundation, as a group of Christians. And the organization is comprised of a group of Christians. That's our heartbeat, mercy, justice, humility, faithfulness, as, as Micah has taught us. And so you have to work through several layers to get to the to what we do on the ground and I mentioned this, but we work meet also with local community. And sometimes there's there's negative to neutral to positive uh, response. And, and we work with all of that in whatever way it comes to us, because we're seeking to make um, inroads typically as, as a, a cultural broker, as a cultural ambassador to, for descendants from a particular place in Poland to make inroads so that they can begin the reclamation process of their heritage, of their ancestry, of their mem- the memory of their loved ones who are no longer here. Uh, cemeteries in and of themselves, uh, the people who lie there, generally speaking, are not victims of the Shoah. Their families have been cut off and their families are unable to care for those places. And it's a mitzvah. It's, it's, it's a fulfilling a commandment to care for the dead. And so caring for a cemetery is a way for a Jew today to care for his ancestors. And so all that to say is that it's complex. It's not straightforward. It's, it's something that has to be navigated with diplomacy, with compassion, with care, and intact. It, it is something so uh, that we do, that I do uh, as leader of the organization, we do as an organization itself, that is basically, I would put um, under the umbrella of diplomatic mission. We're peacemakers. And we are commanded to do that, aren't we? We are Be commanded. peacemakers. Yes, we are. Well, Dr. Reese, um, how could listeners get involved uh, financially or maybe boots on the ground working with you in Poland? Where would they go? How can they get involved? Okay. Um, first of all, there are three things that I, I will say. First, First of all, that uh, invite us to speak to your congregation. Um, I would love to share your story. If you hear this podcast and and say, I want to talk more to this guy, reach out to us. Uh, You can contact me at sdreece, S-D-R-E-E-C-E at matseva.org, or you can contact us through the website. There's a contact at matseva.org. Go go to our website. It's www.matseva.org. And you can find uh, contact information for us uh, there. Um, 
and there's a, a tab for speaking. If you want to invite us to speak, we'd love to talk with you. Um, the second thing is to volunteer in an actual project. And on the website, um, there is a volunteer application form uh, process that you go to the Get Involved tab on our website and Project Volunteers. You click on it and it takes you to how to go through the volunteer process that we have established to help us to enlist and uh, screen. I'll say screen volunteers because not everyone can volunteer because some people have motives that um, we, we have to we have to pr pr protect those we work with as shepherds. And so I, I hope you understand that. Um, the third way that you can support our work is by, by literally donating financially to the work of the Matseva Foundation. And on our website, you can see a donate button and click that and you can find out ways to, to donate. So those are the three primary ways that you can um, interact with us and, and um, become involved in what we do. Um, basically, I'll just give a thumbnail sketch of what a volunteer project looks like on the ground in Poland. Uh, volunteers generally set aside 10 days, three travel days, two traveling to Poland, one coming home from Poland. So the seven days that they're in country will be divided between some sort of uh, cultural activity and orientation that would teach them something about the history. For example, if we're in Oswiecim, where Auschwitz is, they would tour the camp. They would, a guided tour would be highly educational. Uh, they would tour a local museum that that honors the Jewish heritage there. They would meet local volunteers with whom we're cooperating. They would go to the cemetery, see that. They would get a, a, an orientation before work began on Monday. Work would go from Monday through Friday, typically six or less hours a day with a break in between uh, morning and afternoon session. The work would involve cleaning, cutting grass, chopping limbs or limp, lopping limbs off with, with shears and such and um, dragging branches and stuff like that, picking up trash, broken bottles and debris and su such. Um, evenings would be set aside sometimes for cultural events like going to eat ice cream, which is a very cultural thing, or drinking coffee. Um, sometimes a meal would be arranged out with uh, the volunteers with whom we're cooperating to honor them and each other to, to say farewell and such. And then typically the day ends um, on Friday. And then on Saturday, we go for a cultural day. Friday evening, we go to a destination that uh, for the next day is a free day for people to be tourists and to enjoy the culture of Poland. Then Sunday, they return home to the U.S. Um, it looks a little different for Orthodox groups. Uh, we do keep kashrut with them. Uh, there's a way to do that. And we work with people who do that sort of thing. So that's how people could be involved in what we do. Sounds like some good things. Well, Dr. Reese, I want to thank you uh, for your time, but I also want to thank you for the work that you and the Matseva Foundation are doing. Certainly is uh, an, uh, historically a neglected work and an important one that you're doing. So uh, thank you for your time and for your work. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ty, very much. And I thank you for what you're doing with your podcast for having um, the Bridge Building Initiative that, that Gersher uh, podcast has in view, and I appreciate your work and what you're doing through um, ministry that, that you lead. God bless you. Thank you. The Shoah was a tragically defining event, especially for the Jewish community, but also for the world at large. Despite the fact that the war ended 76 years ago, the wounds it left on individuals, communities, and nations remain, and as we have just heard, they lie just beneath the surface for many. 
A couple of years ago, I visited Poland with a Jewish friend, and even at that time, evidence of the country's anti-Semitism, both past and present, was evident. In fact, my friend, a conservative Jew, removed his kippah in a Warsaw Bazaar. The memory of the Holocaust and the fear of the reality of modern anti-Semitism was at the forefront of his mind. Reconciliation is essential for these wounds to heal, but it doesn't come easy. Thankfully, the work Dr. Stephen Rees and the Matseva Foundation are doing in Poland is an act of reconciliation, and their work is both admirable and necessary. I want to thank Dr. Stephen Rees for joining me today, and I'd like to thank you as well for listening in on this episode of the Gesher Podcast. For more information about me, visit ty-harry.com. For further information about the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, visit foi.org. I want to invite you to join me again next time for an engaging conversation about the things that matter to the evangelical and Jewish communities. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Shalom.